Welcome to Drunk on Comics podcast, episode 468. Woo! <laughs> Almost there. We're all up. One left. All up in the house after a break from laziness mm-hmm. last week. A heavy this case of the laziness. Penultimate episode? Penultimate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, second to last. But 69 is not our last. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what they the beginning. Say. It's always the beginning. It's never the last. <laughs> this is just the foreplay. <laughs> yeah, something big's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna we're gonna like revamp the whole podcast and be like, "Welcome to Drunk on Comics, Episode One." Like revamp. Everyone's gonna be like, "No!" Oh my gosh, I just thought of a way. We're not gonna change the title of this episode, but we should have called this hand stuff. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. We are we are just giant children that we keep <laughs> laughing, and it all happened because of you, Anthony. If you weren't on this, we would have made one dumb joke about 469th episode, <laughs> nice. and that would have been it. Yeah, considering we've had four other 69th episodes prior to this. Yeah, so we probably giggled then too, but didn't make it as big of a deal as Anthony does. I mean, you literally had 69, just the episode 69. Right, so. yeah, that was pre that would have just been a weird sausage fest. A bunch of guys sitting around going, ah, 69. 69, am I right, guys? Am I right? Ladies, so, ladies don't get it. It's a little less awkward uh, yes. with the lady in the room, weirdly. Yep. Um, and that's why we're labeled mature on Apple iTunes. <laughs> so uh, lots of books and random bullshit news mm-hmm. that we talked about. Game stuff and things. So... Sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast episode 468, Chicken Popper Kebabble. <laughs> I almost couldn't get through it. <laughs> uh, it just stuck to the tip of your tongue I know. there. Oh, yeah. a chicken popper just, just kebabble. Once it, once it was in your mouth, it just <laughs> kebabbled right out. <laughs> Venus hot? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right. Well, I mean, when you're, you know, warm, you dump that bottle of water all over you. Aquafina <laughs> just pours on out. So, uh, I had a really weird dream last night. Um, and I specifically was like, I, I, sh- I should get a dream journal. Like, I, for whatever I've thought about, like, having... That way, when I get, like, really cool ideas, I can write them down right. and remember them. Because I forget... I mean, I forgot 99% of all the dreams I've ever had. But basically, it included my ex-wife in there. We were remarried. There uh, was, like, all of the gods of the pantheons were included in it. So, like, you know, pick your god, it was likely there. Okay. It was just this collection. But we were at, like, a resort. Like a... Like a god resort? I guess. They were just all there. There's like a, I remember there was a lazy river and like a bunch of the gods are like floating down on tubes in a lazy river. And it's like Thor's just chilling up at the bar. Yeah, basically. And I was like chilling the lazy river with, I don't know who, but I started to be able to like bend water, like airbender style, like move the water with my hands. And I was like, 
this is like super wild. Maybe it's because magic's real. You know, I'm like discovering <laughs> magic. So I'm going like crazy. And then it turns into like, um, there's this one, I don't even know who it was, but this one God basically gives me like this. It's like, I'm thinking it's my mind is pulling in elements from all kinds of stuff, right? I got this like a blue pill. So very matrix style. Okay. But the blue pill was glass. It broke in my hand oh. and got like cut me so the blood there's a seed inside and the seed was like the beginning of the cataclysm of like the whole earth where this plant starts to grow and this guy comes riding at me he's like this plant god and <laughs> i like pull him off the horse uh, green man yeah and like uh was i'm like getting all emotional because i'm like why would you make me do this to all of mankind <laughs> you know it's like freaking out so i end up like killing that guy but becoming, so this is like kind of God of War, becoming the, that God. So I stopped the cataclysm, but now I have all these powers. And then I just woke up. And I was like, what the heck? And I was yeah, like, that's pretty crazy. Copyright Drunken Comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI. But I just told myself, as soon as I woke up, I was like, cataclysm. I just need to remember that word and it'll be easy to remember the rest. Wow. And so I like committed it. I went to bed early. Maybe that's what I needed to do. I just need to go to bed like an hour earlier than usual. And then get a dream journal. I'll just bring them in every week. We talk and on the pop podcast. some more of those pills that you did the last time to have another vivid dream. Wild. I always forget that you legitimately have an ex-wife, which I can just never think yeah. possible because yeah. you're just such a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, in classic Midwest fashion, you get married early, you get divorced early. That's yeah. how. That's, that's how you do it. That's true. So. She was uh, a lot nicer in the dream <laughs> than she was in real life. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that was pleasant. And then the cataclysm happened. And but I you prevented it. it. It does sound like a pretty good... Uh, it's very comic. sweeping. Yes. Yeah. A lot happened in a yeah. really short amount of time, which is also funny because I, I can't, I'm wondering if I just forgot the rest, but it's like, that doesn't seem like a lot to happen. That seems like... 40 seconds of dream and I was asleep for like nine and a half hours. So what happened? What could have possibly happened in the rest that I forgot? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, wow. I wanted to bring up something that we would have talked about last week, but we didn't record last week nope, because Tony we're, felt lazy. Honestly, it was a fun, lazy yeah. Labor Day weekend for us here in America. And I do regret not recording, but I don't because, again, it was just nice to mm -hmm. relax and not have to do anything. And I was uh, hanging out with horses all day, so that was fun, too. Oh. Getting that ivermectin. You got a hookup now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, yes, we do have a hookup. But uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, though, uh, last week we saw uh, a great movie come out. Shang-Chi. And it was... Beyond, I, I don't know, I want to try to do some like 10 for 10, but it yeah. it was... Out of the Marvel movies, like where is it on your list? So as everyone that I've talked to that has the same thought process, nothing can compare to Infinity War slash Endgame. Okay. Those two movies, which count kind of as one, will nothing will beat that in all cinema history. Set them aside. Like that, that yeah. is just something that is always going to be the okay. top. But this is like, I think my number one. Really? I would put this number two right behind Guardians of the Galaxy. See, I really love Thor Ragnarok. I love all those. I do. This Black was Panther. just yeah. just so well put together. It could have been its own movie outside of Marvel with 
the character concepts and everything. Well, yeah, I mean. And I think, you know, even with Thor Ragnarok, right? Even Thor Ragnarok, one of the reasons why for me it was really enjoyable, the reason why Guardians is like my my favorite, particular, like, I'm kind of going off of how did I feel the first time I saw mm-hmm. it, right? Not like after the 17th time I've seen them. But Thor Ragnarok and Guardians were like unburdened by the MCU, right? They were very isolated. They have characters right. from it. But yes. they're very insulated from the drama of the gems yep. or the Infinity Stones. And so it's like, you know, that was the same, the same thing with Shang-Chi is there's no there's the scene at the end to connect them. Other than that, there's just like a mention of the blip. That's it. Gotcha. That's the only thing. They're like, eh, you know, we should do this because, you know, at any moment some guy could kill half of us. So let's go party. That was like the only mention of anything hmm. connecting it to the MCU. And, I mean, you got to... It's mentioned in the trailers, so no spoilers, but the Ten Rings is in the first. It's in Iron Man. They reference it there. If you haven't watched the one shot and go see that, it gives you a little bit of context to mm-hmm. this movie. It's not necessary, but it's a nice little extra. Plus, who doesn't want more Ben Kingsley in yeah. his life? It's, it's a fantastic delivery and a great warm-up to it. And the fact that it's like, okay, you've got this guy who's been around for a thousand years and yet was still insulated from the whole Thanos plot. Right. How is that? And you don't even care about it. And I think that just lends the movie a lot more of a level and enjoyment that you're just not saddled with any baggage, which, I mean, good luck, Marvel, for the rest of them. I mean, Shang-Chi's a little bit easier. You can be like, yeah. oh, it's there's magic, and so, you know, that there are different dimensions or blah, blah, blah. But you think something like Spider-Man, they're just like, they're going to be burdened with the results of the blip for quite some time. Yeah. So, uh, again, breaking COVID records, uh, it is going to, uh, and actually not even COVID records. It's, be a le- it's just like a legit, yeah, record. regular Labor yeah. Day record, which is kind of crazy because when I went, it it was not packed. No. There was more people than I've seen, like, the only other time, two times I went to the theater uh, this earlier in the summer. So I don't know how it, it made as much as it did, but it it's now got the title for the best uh, opening Labor Day weekend, which I could guess I see maybe why it, Labor Day weekend isn't as big of a tent pole. More, more people are going to their last, like, uh, going camping for the end of summer and everything here in America. So, But it, it made, in its opening weekend, about $90 million <laughs> after it being open or out for two weeks now, about $100 145 million so far which is stellar especially for what we saw happen with black widow and everything and there was talks going into this about you know it's the experiment of should we do it on disney plus or not and let's just go for it and it's breaking all the i will say along that lines too i did read uh today that disney has said all of the rest of their cinema content will be cinema only on release for the rest of the year no wonder Scarlett so. Johansson's suing those assholes. Yeah, she's the only one that didn't. Jesus. So here's the thing, too. So that made uh, a little bit over, uh, I think, 90 million uh, estimates uh, for the first weekend. That Rob Zombie's Halloween back in 2007 Ugh. is the one that had the record oh. with 30.5 million. Yeah, okay. Easily beat. <laughs> no, easily beat, but that's shattering. Like, if that has held up since 2007, we can start releasing not, some movies yeah. on Labor Day. If you want a record, release right? a movie on Labor Day, guys. No shit. 
Halloween. I mean, you'll at least be able to Rob get second. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Ugh. <laughs> God. I will, I will say, though, uh, I, I definitely, it's the most people I've seen in the theater. Yeah. Um, it, the one that I saw was one of the, like, full-size theaters. Um, and that, you know, I would probably say it was about 40% full. So pretty bad. decent. Um, and they're, I mean, they're still doing some of the, like, COVID rows, or, like, whole rows. If you have the recliner ones, the whole rows are empty. Or when people buy tickets, they kind of... It, depending on the movie, they'll right. cut the ends off to where the pe- no one can sit next to your party kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend going and see it. It's it, I like the rings being the the hungar type iron rings that is used really in certain forms of kung fu as well. Like so, it took some real yeah aspects mm-hmm. of you and know, if what you could if really you're use. a fan of kung fu movies, they I mean they've come out and talked about it, but it's heavily influenced specifically by Jackie Chan movies mm-hmm. and wire fighting. So Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. They marry those two styles together. So the scenes where you've seen it in the in the trailers, there's the scaffolding. Yep. That's a classic Jackie Chan using like you're outside, you have the uh, fear of falling to your death kind of thing. You're on a, you know, you're on a building that's being built. You're the whole bamboo thing. The you know that's not really wire fighty at all because it's just acrobatic. So you see some really cool right. hard hitting kung fu, and then in the more fantastical scenes throughout the whole movie, if they're something with the ten rings, then they start to introduce more of that crouching tiger like high flying combat moves. Uh, it's not as floaty as crouching tiger, which I prefer not the floaty. Gotcha. I think it looks a little better, more impact. Um, but a lot of that's where their comedy comes in. Aquafina, hilarious in the movie, and She's brings funny. Uh, brings a perfect level of comedy without being useless. Useless as well. Right. Um, she does bring some skills to the party, even though she's no, by no means kung fu master. But <laughs> she's Nora from Queens. <laughs> uh, so, but she, the the character, um, her performance as that character was really good too. So, I mean, and it's. All an Asian cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, well, I got to speak to that. I personally love also the the folklore um, of the mystical creatures and everything, and I had a whole thing of going over all that. But you know what? We don't. We got so much to talk about in the last two weeks that we won't even get down a nerdy rabbit yeah. hole in that. No details, surface level only today of yeah. everything. Yeah, because there's still some people that have not watched it. Yep, but... some people that have not watched yes. it. Yes. Now, I, I do want to quick bring up one thing before we actually move on to some reviews, though, is um, I found out there's someone on the internet that took uh, all all the pictures they could find of Simu uh, Liu's... Oh, his stock photos. Yes, yeah, and just I saw put, that them, too. put them on a website <laughs> to, to just like be memed the hell out of, and it's glorious. And some of the memes that are come out of it is great. And he's even <laughs> come across it and was asked in an interview, and he's just like... It's so weird, but like awesome, and that is pretty pretty cool to <laughs> yeah. to have someone dedicate. It's like your it's like th- looking back at your first job, right? Ugh. Imagine if you had pictures of you having to fake smile because of you're in retail, right? And you're like, oh, hi, welcome to Staples. You know, Staples was mine, but like, hi, welcome to Staples. I hate my job. Please come in. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I my fake smile is permanent. <laughs> yes. So. I look the same. <laughs> the anger and sadness is on the inside. Yes, <laughs> it is. 
All right. Uh, before we get into news, we got some reviews. Books. Um, I'm going to quick go because I'm not going to spend too long on my reviews this week. Uh, we had uh, Demon Days, the uh, Cursed Web. So this is Peach... Uh, uh, Momofuko. Momofuko. Beautiful art. Yes. Yeah. And again, this takes uh, a Japanese type <clears throat> story, but using some characters to be analogs for some of the folklore type uh, creatures within this world. And so in this, there's, well, this being Cursed Web, there's a spider man. Well, I felt like it was more silk because uh, it was a female uh, coming from there. There was a saber tooth. Uh, there was, you know, a couple other people that I don't, art is beautiful and that's why you're going to really read this. Mm -hmm. These are all an original kind of flowing story. It has nothing to do with Marvel except for, again, taking these analogs and just kind of having them. And I mean, some of them are in some sense like their Marvel counterpart. There was a black widow that showed up that was kind of, you know, assassin and everything. That's that, and it's still continuing on because all these books, even though they're kind of have the the one types uh, contained story within it, it kind of follows um, overall. So, again, great book. Uh, the other one that I wanted to quick talk about is the Me You Love in the Dark, and I only want to quick talk about it because it's the Me You Love in the Dark issue two that I didn't realize was issue two until. <laughs> <laughs> until I was done reading it, then I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something, but I really love this. And I really kind of want to know more of the context, but it has to do with uh, this artist who is in this haunted house, and there is a ghost there. And in this issue, she's talking to this ghost, and it just seems like... Is this the Scotty Young book? Yes. I was going to get to that. I reviewed the first one. How did you not know there was a first one? I wasn't paying attention to you Obviously. when you <laughs> reviewed it. So well, this is his punishment. I read the second one. So this is I'm going punishment. to have to go back and, well, I'm going to go back and read it. Yes. Uh, to get a little bit more of the context. But yeah, I totally was thinking like, okay, like I'm missing something here really, yeah. but I, it's beautifully uh, drawn, which again, partially it's not Scotty that's drawing it. No. It's a... Uh, Georgia Corona, yep. and I do remember you bringing yep, that up. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> I really the one thing I really liked about this issue is it. There's nothing exciting that's happening in exactly. this. Book. That's where I was kind of like, but I'm compelled just with yes with everything in it. Right. Well, and the end of it, the the picture that she makes versus what you end up seeing behind her mm-hmm. is like, and the the way that. He, I am assuming, was trying to kind of hide that. Like when he got her coffee, he was like, do you care if I make it dark? And I thought he was talking about the coffee. Oh, yeah. But he actually meant like in the room. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of a cute little story so I, far. But I'm wondering if it's going to tr- go full haunted, right. bad, like is this I, an evil I entity? I hope not. I'm all for like the weird art girl living peacefully with this monstrous mm-hmm. sort of ghost that isn't actually a monster. See, and now I, I just recently finished a brand new cherry flavor on Netflix. Oh, yep. 
Have you watched that? Nope, but I saw the preview for it. It is fucked up in an awesome way. It is a, a limited series that is horror, which, you know, I like some horror, um, but a lot of times it just becomes cheap and you kind of just see where the plot's going, but it kept me on the edge of my seat of not knowing what's going on. But there is some, obviously being horror, supernatural stuff that I was almost like pulling into this that I was like, no, because the brand new cherry uh, flavor has a girl protagonist so you follow her with there's something behind her at certain scenes that's scary as shit uh and so this one i was just like thinking yeah it might turn dark and you know scotty young is known for doing nice bright colorful things and so there was one word not, not always nice well i mean i hate fairyland wasn't but you know you know what i'm saying though that's yeah. how he broke into right doing the, the baby kid. marvel yeah yeah so there was something that i thought was just like is this like a book about him and so ro uh goes on about i've been painting nonsense for years bright colorful happy crap which is fine it's what people love and it provides me with the, uh, all kinds of opportunities but i don't connect with it anymore and i'm just like thinking that well, is total it's got to be him yeah for sure I wonder if he did uh, I Hate Fairyland and was like, this is it. This is as far as I can take this. I'm just going to start doing dark and writing yeah. now. Go from being an artist. and Yep. I mean, even though he wrote that too. But yeah. So I, I'm just, I'm in love with this book. And I'm sad that it's only, only a limited somebody, series. If only somebody would say, have recommended it to you to read earlier. Is there a three yet? No, no, the second one just came out last week. Is it a weekly or monthly? Monthly, monthly. and it's only four issues? Five. Five? All right, well, five I'll issues. give it its well-deserved October okay. issue three review, <laughs> and I will not read one or two. <laughs> and then you'll forget that we both reviewed the first Yeah, 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 one, I'll right? be like, guys, I ran into this <laughs> brand new book. It's been out for months. How did I miss it? But I ended up getting number three. I missed all of the clues that said it in number three, but here's my review. <laughs> Look forward to it. <laughs> Stay tuned. Well, Anthony, what do you got this week? I have something from Boom. It's called Maw. M-A-W. Um, it's by Jude Ellison S. Doyle. Uh, it's illustrated by A.L. Kaplan. the full name? Jude. Is, the story is by yep, Jude Ellison S. Doyle. Wow. I don't know if the S is just S or if it has something else, right. but... Maybe the width of the page that they have for all the names, <laughs> they would need to go to a second line. So maybe they just stopped there. But uh, and then illustrated by A. L. Kaplan. Um, it is. It's. It's an interesting story. I'm curious. They did catch me. That last panel hooked me to be like, ah, all right, now I have to read yeah. two. So I'll give it, you know, a, an Anthony thumbs up because that's kind of my rating. Is if. You makes me want to go to number two. You're doing good. You're just Caesar, up or down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's basically, there's this, like, retreat or something out, like, I don't know if it's on an island or if it's just, like, out in the middle of kind of nowhere. Uh, the two, I guess they're the main characters, are taking a taxi, and they basically say, they describe it as, it's a place where women go to, like, rejoice in their femininity and regain their power that was lost so uh, it's implied that a lot of women that go there are like abuse victims or gotcha. things like that where they've had moments where they've been lost power and so uh the two main characters are taking like a 
like this kind of Uber taxi or something, and he's he talks about the fact that he says, I'm the only one who's a man that's allowed in these gates. And, like, there's these big gates that open up, and he drives in. And um, the one girl knows somebody from work who's gone to this thing, this retreat, and the other girl's her sister who's, like, kind of, like, dark and, like, I don't – I just want to deal with my depression, you know, alone at the bar kind of person. Right. Um, and it's like it opens up and it has like this panel where it looks like her skin, whoever is talking, is like melting off. Um, mm-hmm. And so and she's kind of like ripping at her own skin and you're like, OK, and clothes. It's like, OK, what's going on? And then uh, it goes through the story of them like arriving and you see uh, like a there's n- it's not in detail, but you see a bunch of women are like playing in. Like the it's like a lake or an ocean or something. Uh, none of them have clothes on, so they're like free. It takes shows a shot where they're all like in this kind of like prayer circle type thing, but they all have like these weird like stones that look like fetuses of things. Uh, so like one looks like a human fetus, and the rest like a squid character. So like they're like these stone carvings or something, and that's where the witch element kind of comes in. Mm. You're like, oh okay, and they're basically like reliving their trauma, but what if they had a protector and so the one woman's like describing this protector like ripping the eyes out of her ex-husband like who abused her and it's a little graphic it was like oh okay um and so it goes on to basically the uh kind of darker sister decides this isn't really for me or she's like if i'm gonna be here with all these like kooks i'm gonna at least be drunk she goes to a bar in the town and actually gets drugged while she's in there and um i don't know if she actually gets raped or not um but basically she comes back and she's like goes back to this little coven thing goes to take a shower and the last panel again shows them uh like her showering and it looks like she's starting to like melt off and then there's like this black goop that's going into like the shower drain it was like really like visually weird so I have no idea what's really going on. I mean, she's Venom. That's... She's going to say it. <laughs> it's weird to me that she would go to the town next to where this... Like, the the town knows what's going on over there, right? There's mm-hmm. no way that this thing exists without that town that's right next to it knowing, like, it's this big women's retreat sort of thing. As a man, why... You're a man. Why would you then rape somebody? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I... what I mean? Like... It's just, no what a crazy scenario. So the other thing, and I'll show you guys the page, obviously, those of you listening at home can't see the page, <laughs> but it's one of the last pages. Basically, um, it shows the last conversation that the sisters have before they kind of go to their own rooms. The uh, more emo one goes to her room, and the other one kind of sits, stays back and kind of walks out onto a path, and you see this group of people with torches. There are... That looks like a man. It is a man. So it looks like men are carrying torches. And then you've got, like, this woman whose face starts to melt for some reason. She's, hmm. like, was the woman that you are you were seeing earlier. Her face starts to melt. And one of the other girls kind of looks over startled as in, you know, oh, okay, what's going on? And then it goes to that kind of weird shower scene. And the last thing that it says is, this place was a black hole, a doorway to the bottom of the ocean the abyss and it says like this place wasn't home and then it's like uh we wouldn't we wouldn't see home again 
And I was like, is that like metaphorical? Is there like demons gonna show up? Like, so that's what kind of hooked me for part two. I was like, so many questions. Is this a demon story or is this just like a lot of this is like metaphorical and they're finding themselves and that's why they their home isn't their home again because they've discovered yeah, their Yeah, I hate when, when you can have the opportunity to do real... Well, I don't want to shit on just doing metaphors because obviously that we is a great literary... Yes, that is a good literal trope that people can do. However, I do like to have actual real demons and get revenge mm-hmm. and shit, so... Uh, so who knows, maybe... Yeah, maybe they end up actually summoning, and you have the whole crisis of conscience where it's like, well, you know, yes, I want those people to pay. And they do talk in the middle of the comic. One of the, a couple of the panels show like a flashback to them at the courthouse where um, the more uh, sullen of the sisters is basically talking to her sister and saying how um, even though they had a videotape of the assault, uh, the one guy got three months with probation the other guy at six months with probation and like she was getting death threats for uh by people for you know coming public for it they were like putting signs around like the uh, opposing attorneys were putting signs around town to like find out negative information and they were saying like because she was had a tendency to be an alcoholic she it was kind of her fault anyways like a lot of that stuff so it's they're setting it up i'm like i hope it is demons that get revenge, I think that'd be kind of fun and to yeah. see how that turns out, but we'll see. I'm good for a good story about demons torturing men for all the wrongs that yeah. they've done. It's very appealing. There's a couple that men have done. There's a couple wrongs in history men may, may or may not have been responsible for. Just a few and, wrongs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me. That's mine this week. So I read Shocking No One, May's book. I read... Shocking! I, I, I can't really say. I read part of this maze book. It's by Jeff Lemire, and it's one that he uh, wrote and drew. Um, Tony got bored through the beginning of it okay. <laughs> and had yeah, to I give don't it up. Say that, but it's true. I I also was like, you know what? I know Lindsay's is going to review this because I know her so well. So it starts with a man talking about a sweater that a girl was wearing and you kind of once you get through that that whole beginning realize that it was likely his daughter because he talks about how small she is so it's a he's see and i took something different from that i thought it was an old childhood friend that he was remembering that had like this this sweater and wherever the story was going to weave to uh, somehow, like the sweater was going to be seen again, and that would like bring him back to childhood. And I, or it was like some magic sweater. I don't know. I just was like, oh yeah, he was talking about her wearing his sweater and how big it was on her, and how her mom hated it. I guess maybe you could infer that. Yeah, like best friends, me. and then they yeah. see each other as adults. Because then he's he's an adult there. Sure. Um, I was way wrong, I guess. You were because the truth is not that. Though. Because the the premise of the book is that is a man who lost a child so he he's 50 in the book he talks about how she died 10 years ago and she was 11 i think when she died so definitely not childhood friends unless a 40 year old man was friends with an 11 year old which is creepy (laughs) so i guess (laughs) we hope this man wasn't just giving some random girl a sweater to wear no wonder her mom was pissed (laughs) um 
But he talks about the unraveling of the sweater at the beginning, and and the thread of the sweater kind of goes through the whole book. I will say that was cool visually. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's color color use too, right? Because it's reddish orange color, yeah. and the whole rest of the book is kind of just in black and white and okay. grays. Um, it 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 really focuses on the day to day of Will, who who is the father. Um, and how he exists through life, having lost his daughter. And he talks about how he can really remember the sweater, but he can't remember the details of her face and how he's starting to lose, like, the distinction in his memories. Um, and how he's kind of just buried himself in, in the mundane. Like, there's comfort in waking up every morning, going to work, doing your job, coming home, watching TV, going to bed, getting up, just over and over and over and over and over again. Um but by the end of it, he gets a phone call, spoilers, from his daughter that says she's in the middle of the maze. Or she's in the middle. He has to come help her. So, I mean, there's some details kind of leading up to that. Mm-hmm. But it it really, most of it, and this is probably why Tony got bored, does kind of focus on the sadness of somebody losing their child and burying themselves in day-to-day activities to kind of mm-hmm. repress that sadness and move on with their lives without actually moving on. So I beg you not to do what Tony did and stop reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. It is. It does tug at your heart a little bit the further you get into it. But then by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh, there's going to be an adventure. Um, labyrinth style, hopefully, in this. So... If, if it's anything like any of Jeff Lemire's previous books, it's going to get a little weird. He gets real weird with this stuff. Tri- Did you ever read Trillium? Yes. That was a weird fucking book. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Fucking weird, Is this though. a limited series yeah. book, too? Okay. Yeah, I believe the only stuff he does that isn't limited, I think, is the Black Hammer stuff that he does. Well, I mean, Sweet Tooth wasn't limited at one point. Yeah. But, I mean, it then ended. Right. So he's done some ongoing, but not a lot. Yeah. Just, just the, the concept doesn't leave room for no. many issues. Yeah. Right. He does. He, he really hops back and forth between doing a couple um, creator-owned limited series, and then he'll do, he does, like, Black Hammer, which is ongoing, and then he'll do the longer sort of indie stuff, like Sweet Tooth. He does what and, he wants to do. Yeah, pretty much. He's the <laughs> hardest working man in comics right now. Um, but anyway, I really enjoyed it. I think it was paced pretty good for what he was trying to get across, but I hope it does kind of pick up in the next one to keep people reading and not getting bored in the first couple of pages because they don't understand sadness. <laughs> Tony's never been sad in his life. He's like the, only the weaker sad. But I mean, honestly, you don't really want to get into a comic book and be like, oh, this is depressing, like mm-hmm. straight out the gate, which this one kind of was. So I could see where it would turn some people off. But Well, we were talking earlier. I was, just started watching that September 11th yeah. thing on Netflix. That's the same thing. It's like, maybe I should pick a time where I'm like in a sad mood already. Right. And so this just kind of like fits the mood I'm in. Not be like, wow, I'm having a great day. And then be like, wow, watch all these really sad stories. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's all I got. Besides, I read the second issue of the book Tony read his, his first issue of. So, 
But we already heard about second issue. You have to go back. You have to wait till next month for issue three. You can go back last month to issue one. It's our own timeline. Well, I got uh, some gaming news. Uh, so specifically, the PlayStation Showcase is what they called it. These companies are getting further and further away from E3, making their announcements on their own time. I think it's it probably is advantageous for them, the fact that they're not competing with anybody else for news, right? If you have an empty news cycle in gaming, and you're like, here's a bunch of cool stuff, it's yeah. all people are going to talk about for at least a couple weeks. So um, the big things come, that are coming out of it, uh, I guess kind of big if you're into like the, uh, forget what, it's the Marvel, they've created a Marvel game. I forget what the actual title of it is, but it's basically like they're, they consistently add new characters and you can like play multiplayer. There's, it's kind of like a broadening game. It didn't quite get the impact I think they were looking for. It's, pro- it's produced by Square Enix, the Final Fantasy people. Um, they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Okay. Uh, none of these characters also look like they're MCU actors. These are much more akin to the traditional comic appearances. Um, so Guardians of the Galaxy is going to come out. I don't know if they're going to add a bunch of the like more galactic characters and less of the earth bound ones in that or if it's just going to be a these are like typically pretty story driven games and then there's like an what we call end game content of like you repeatedly play missions and stuff to unlock things but so that's coming out uh there's a lot of comic stuff seems a little late yeah guardians of the galaxy game yeah i mean there's still an ongoing comic like do you need to well i mean they're definitely not banking on they're just banking on general comics movie love i think is a big thing right i mean there's been comic games that have come out forever but um guardians of the galaxy right is not it's not like releasing a spider-man or an x-men right or well and like it's that, the only so. thing that's space related kind of right now true. i mean yep so we'll see how that goes uh they are releasing spider-man 2 um which uh is I think to... It's a sequel to the one that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yep. So... Which is... Uh, uh, has continuity in the actual Marvel comics, right? It's one of the Spider-Verse alternate realities. Yeah. So anything Sp- Sony puts out is all canon. Yeah. And it is in Sony. In some universe or this, another. This is a PlayStation exclusive, in I this, believe. In the Spider-Man, so... Um, then you also have Wolverine. Literally zero details about Wolverine, except they watch Wolverine walk into, I think it's, it shows him walk into a bar, and he sits down, and the claws come out. That's it. That's the whole game. So we have no it's idea what the game's going game. to be like. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many people talking about it, too, like it's part of the MCU, like it's a big deal. We have which, no idea what it's It's a video of. game, which, again, they don't really do canon with video games, because it's the MCU movie universe, but like people are talking about... Where does it fall in the place of story? I'm like, they just announced a, a game. If it's got good gameplay, I'll play it. If not, I don't need to you play can, it. You cannot do MCU canon in a video game. It does not have nearly the impact or viewership that, and you can't hide a detail that would be crucial to the MCU in a video game because my mom's not going to play it, but she still watches MCU movies, right? right. So. That's very specific to her. So, again, anyone who says anything about Wolverine is just pulling stuff out of their ass because there's literally no details on it. Um, Probably the biggest two 
are God of War Ragnarok. So this is a direct sequel to the most recent God of War. I mean, they're, for the most part, all been sequels. But the last God of War was like one of my top five games of all time. Incredible gameplay, incredible story. Uh, you know, think of like the most hardcore dad in the world having to learn how to like be honest and love his son and be open with that in the background of uh, Norse mythology where the literal only remaining um, god from the Greek pantheon in the game's story, he's the only one. He's killed the rest. He's killed Zeus, all of them. He's the god of war. Okay. He's come to the like Nordic area of the world. Yeah, he's going to fight the Norse gods. He, he fought a bunch of Norse gods in the previous one. And the big thing is at the end of the previous game and kind of the, the, the secret scene at the end, you saw this big lightning storm was tearing apart their home. This is after they've, you know, spoilers, but they've spread the ashes uh, of uh, the kid's mother and his wife. Um, and once they've done that, you see Thor's hammer slams down to the ground. And it's like, ooh, Thor's going to be in the next one. He is going to be in the next one. And he's definitely no MCU Thor. He is Chunky Boy Thor. Ooh. Uh, very much in the traditional uh, style. So you, you guys can see a picture of him. I love it. Big beer belly. Uh, but he, he's got much more of a world's strongest man kind of thing, right? Uh, not a super handsome uh, guy named Chris who... Hey, man. <laughs> I love Fat that people Thor are making, was, yeah. Fat Thor was my favorite version of Thor, mm-hmm. but I'm a chubby chaser. Yeah, they're so. definitely they're definitely <laughs> going with the uh, direct drawings that the actual... And that was the other thing, too, is a lot of the details in the uh, previous game were very much uh, historically accurate. The descriptions of Ragnarok, and we got at the end of the game that you find out that Boy, as he's known... Boy. Because his uh, Kratos always calls him Boy. He has a different name, but you find out at the end that his birth name that his mother gave him that we never find out until the end is Loki. So mm. he's actually Loki. He's, Which is weird because he's half Greek god and half uh, Jotun, or the Giants. And he's named Loki, and he brings about Ragnarok. So that's what we get to deal with the consequences then. So... A lot of people hyped about that one because the every game was really good. And the other one is Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, if you're a big Star Wars fan, this came out in like the 2000s. Yeah. And it's like one of the best RPGs of all time. Uh, it's a remake. So not a remaster. They're literally from the ground up remaking it why? with modern engine. Oh, and uh, fixing like bugs and quests because... I think they found out that, uh, I mean, look at Final Fantasy VII. They did the same thing. It's not turn-based anymore. It's an action game. They, like, redid it. And they just took the story with it. That's basically what they're going to do. Gotcha. A lot of people are super pumped about it because the okay. story was very good. I thought you meant they were just remaking it. You know, like they do with movies. Where, yeah. like, now yeah, yeah. he's, oh. now, the, now the guy is a woman. Well, I mean, they, I mean, they, like... they are in a sense, but they probably wouldn't change it drastically no, like right. that. Well, yeah, they're, the only things they're going to do with stories if they needed to fix something that was kind of like weird or wonky. Uh, in the gaming world, for the most part now, there's remaster and remake. Remaster is it's exactly the same, just made for HDTVs. And then remake is 
they're it's like building a brand new game. They're just bringing a lot of the dialogue. They got all this new them. force powers. They got to implement to yeah, the time game. Time travel, <laughs> yeah, pulling uh, lightsabers out of the air, across the universe, healing. So. Well, I guess that actually came from the first game or the original though. Healing. Where they pulled some of that, I thought. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if it was like originally in like one of the books, the many books in their old canon. But yeah, the the video games definitely had force healing introduced mm -hmm. into it uh, as a plot use, not just necessarily like a mechanic because they're like you're okay, you get one shot once and you die. Right. So a lot of Bacta, just using that Bacta to heal yourself all the time like a drug addict. Well, uh, something that I have come across because I did not know this because I didn't play the game, but the Matrix Online. Did you ever play that? Isn't it still going? No, it's been shut oh, down now. It? Yeah. But it's canon. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, it's canon. canon. Yeah. Because yep. the Wachowskis made, from the original trilogy, uh, a whole universe that was all one, from comics to the anime to uh, the original video game that was kind of set between Reloaded and Revolutions, I think, yep. uh, two and three. I actually just rewatched uh, the third one uh, this past weekend. Yeah, were you upset that you rewatched it? It's a terrible movie. No, but I was surprised at how much I forgot that happened in it and that a lot of it happened in the real world where I'm like, no, I want the Superman action of the actual Matrix part. And I bring all this up because the trailer just dropped and holy shit, that just... It looks so good. It looks so good, <laughs> but leaves me way more confused than even the original one because i remember when me and my brother went and saw the original one we had preconceived notion all because of a stupid gargoyles episode where we thought we knew what the matrix was and it <laughs> wasn't this and we were young and kids really different matrix <laughs> yes and so it came out in 1999 yeah you were a teenager the the greatest yes but i also <laughs> he was a dumb teenager yeah <laughs> i'm a dumb adult so nothing's changed so, the reason why I bring it all up is because uh, Morpheus dies in The Matrix Online. Mm -hmm. That's canon. Yep. But he is obviously there. In and the actor has made it clear. Lawrence he, Fishburne is not He is present. playing Oh yeah, uh, the, the new Morpheus. One. Yeah. The new actor, he's like, I am Morpheus. It's not like his son or something like that. It's actually Morpheus. And he's like, okay, so you're really young. Neo and Trinity are really old. Uh, you know, how's this going to work back? He seems to have memory loss, so likely he was integrated into the Matrix and doesn't remember the Matrix. Or he is, discovers his powers. Or, because if he died in real life in the other one, are all the. Because Neo died, and so did Trinity. Is this like well, some. I think they died. No, we saw. Trinity died. She had dead. spikes through her. But what if the spike was like able to? It was like a plugged in spike. Yeah, I feel like you're trying to get real literal with a <laughs> concept that has no sort of basis. What if in the real life heartbeat brain shut off dead? <laughs> what if the real life was just Matrix Two, and then we're getting to the third level of Matrix? And there's a, a level down from. Yeah, yeah. I always thought like that could have been. I would have done that if I was the computer programs. Make them actually think they're really free, but when they're really, really not free, but then that <laughs> keeps them at that layer, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we just keep playing so this cat and mouse stick. game. 
I just I, I wanted I want to know, and I keep speculating what's going on just from this trailer alone. That I think that single question will determine if I walk out of that movie feeling like satisfied with it or not. Obviously, the action. I know the action is going to be decent. The mm-hmm. modern film, uh, the quality of the film looks up to snuff to where the combat looks good, and there's not a shaking cam. Okay, that's all I really need. Good, decent combat and no shaky cam were solid. I really just want to walk out and be like, do I have the answers? Yeah. I don't want to walk out and be like, oh, God, they're making four more, and I don't have any of the answers I originally wanted, and I just have more questions. Have you ever watched a Wachowski movie yeah, that's that what you I'm, yeah. walked out they're of knowing the of answers? Them. Even <laughs> fucking Speed Racer, you laugh, and you're like, why did I watch that? But, I mean, The Matrix <laughs> 1, right, was not made with the intent of 2 and 3 existing. Right. But he flew at the end, and you're like, well, now i got to see more. Mm-hmm. He's flying, right? Yeah. Got to be real honest with you. Not super into the Matrix movies. I love them because I was, like, 11 yeah. when they came out. Yeah. So. I don't know what it is. I just, I, I can enjoy them for, like, the leaps forward. They helped the oh, film and industry and, films. and stuff yeah. like that. But, like, and the first movie is pretty okay, but, like, the rest of them... Uh, fun fact uh, related to the Matrix: Bullet time was actually not invented by the Matrix, and I forget the commercial. It was made by a guy who directed a commercial. Oh, sure. Where the guy, I think it was like Sprite or something, where the guy literally jumps to catch a Sprite or something, and the camera does that like 360 pan around. So it's like a commercial dude invented it, mm-hmm. and then the, almost immediately after, the Wachowskis are using it in Matrix, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's kind of cool. Some guy who oh, he gets credit now for it, but. He was doing the bullet time stuff it's in like the Sprite commercial. The first, one of the very first things that used 3D CGI animation in in anything was the adventures of young Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Not Cocoon, not Terminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally the adventures of young Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> they always come from weird places. Yes. I love uh, the date that it's coming out, the palindrome that it has, mm-hmm. 12 22 one and if you go to their website, you can click on the red or the blue pill, and uh, it actually, like vocally, will tell you it's 623, whatever time is on your computer at that mm. moment. It'll say, but that's not what really matters. So it's kind of a cool little element that you could go back every minute, and it would say the new time based on just whatever it is. And it even says PM, so they probably had this dude record every combination of numbers uh, and AM, PM, so they can tag them all together depending on what time it is. But very cool. Either you guys watched Manifest? Nope. No. You've heard of it though, right? Yes. I've seen that it exists. It's okay. about a plane that disappears for what, like eight five, years, five, five years. years, and then it comes back and they just land and they don't know. Yes, no one knows. And so lost on a plane. Kind of. Minus the crash. So the, yeah. bo- the lost before that's where, the that's, plane That's crash. honestly what made me start watching it a bit was like it felt a little bit lostish, and there's some mystery and some stuff going on. So it's had three seasons. The original creators had six planned, but uh, NBC canceled it, and Netflix picked it up to just carry it for the first three seasons when it then found out it was going to be canceled. And so people started watching it on Netflix. Not a lot of people watch regular shows no. now. And it just started getting more talk of like, wow, this is a good good show. And and then it got canceled, so people were just bummed. And the creators were like, hey, I could totally, if Netflix would pick this up, uh, do a two-hour movie to kind of wrap things up. Like, let's give the fans what they want. 
Well, Netflix has come out in the last uh, week and a half saying, we're giving you a fourth season. Which, again, is why we love our sponsor Netflix so much, is they at least, <laughs> you know, for some of these shows, allow them to go. They did it for Lucifer. Yep. Um, I think these are really the only two shows I can think of off the top of my head right now. But, again, it's great for a show that has such a large following that, again, I hate regular networks for dropping the ball sometimes to just at least let there be, you know, some yeah. f- closure. And again, the guy was just happy to get like a whole twenty episode season to be released. Like twenty episodes, see twenty episodes. Yeah. In a season, are they half an hour long episodes? We're getting an. I don't know, but all the all the core cast though is coming back. Uh, They've all signed a deal to do it, and so for me as a person that does like the show, and for anyone out there that does as well, quite happy for that. Cool. Now, Marvel has uh, been talking about uh, some of their new movies that might be coming out and or their release dates and everything and where it's all scheduled at. And Ryan Reynolds uh, has come out with his thought of what's coming out. Like Fantastic One. It's going to be the new <laughs> movie. He just goes around a list of like a bunch of uh, things. Al's, Blind Al's like, uh, apartment uh, <laughs> dailies. <laughs> Fantastic Two. He gets the Fantastic Three, but then doesn't doesn't go. do four. Yeah, that's all he does, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. But I did read also that uh, they want Chris Evans to be Captain America in Fantastic Four. That but was like he short... said he's done. He said he's done, but they apparently, on, as an insider, they're trying to talk him into not being done anymore and playing at least for Fantastic Four, which would be, be interesting because then he would I think, have well, been I th- in the other. You know what? I could see them actually asking him as a cameo yeah. to play against Johnny Storm because, yeah, I don't know why they would actually have him in that movie Cause beyond doing a joke. Yeah, the memes of like a, <laughs> like Ryan. Yeah, just honestly having a, a one-off joke of Cap being there and Johnny coming up like, people say we look alike or something. Which would be hilarious, and it's right in itself right now. Marvel, take that. I won't sue you. <laughs> yeah, because they replaced his voice for the what ifs, right? That's how you kind of know if an actor's not coming back to their role. Yeah, yep. Is Scarlet is, yeah. well, replaced. And... Yes and no. Some of them did, might not, because Dave Bautista is coming back for the third Guardians movie. Yeah, but he was, I think he said he was done after filming the movie. Yes, but Which means but he wouldn't he, have done a what if. Why wouldn't he be doing what if now if... Because he's he's done he's done. They're not filming yet. Guardians three. I thought it was done. Guardians three. I thought it was done. Isn't it done? No. Did you see what James Gunn just came out with? No, obviously not. Yeah, you did. Uh, Georgia Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. So so at what point with him? Creating Suicide Squad, did he have time to wedge in Guardians 3? How long do you think it takes to make a movie, like film an actual movie? Like filming the movie. Peter Jackson is anything. It's three years though. (laughs) Filming an actual movie doesn't take that long. It's all the other shit that goes along with it. That is true. I will say. Maybe I'll shut my mouth now because maybe I am wrong. Yeah. I don't think they're wrapped on that. You might be right. I thought it was done, but he was, because they've already hired his replacement. Yeah. Yep. Who's replacement? Batista's. Oh. As Drax, they ha- they have a replacement for him already. Uh, it says, I mean, this is this is back in July, but it was saying that uh, start in November in Georgia. 
Filming. Yep, start filming in right. Georgia. Now the question is... Don't get cocky. The state of Georgia or the country <laughs> Georgia? I don't have... I'm pretty sure one. it's the state. But hey, you know... There's some great film incentives for the state of Georgia. <laughs> filmed in the state of Georgia. Yes. <laughs> uh, so there was some footage that was released of the New Warriors, uh, which was going to be a TV concept uh, for one of these Disney Plus... Well, actually, it was supposed to be Freeform. So back before Disney Plus was going on. New Warriors? Yeah. Marvel? Yeah, I know. I know. I know who the New Warriors are. Aren't they the ones who started the whole thing with the Civil War? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So. And they were they were pretty much kind of like the Young Avengers before the Young Avengers, or they kind of were in between right. those ones. But there's test footage uh, of a squirrel girl. And so, of course, the internet's like pissed. They, you know, we didn't get that. And obviously it's not like enhanced. It's pretty much just someone that's dressed up kind of in a squirrel outfit. Just a furry movie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I kind of want anything Marvel. So I wish they wouldn't have dropped the ball on this either. Because yeah. it would have been another one of those out of nowhere, like, who are these people? And, and It was supposed to be on Freeform though? Well, see, they also, Freeform I think also had the... Um, Oh, uh, Cloak and dag- Get Dagger as well. Didn't they have that Maybe. One? Yeah. Maybe. Because they've had a couple. But it's funny because they still, Cloak and Dagger still crossed over with um, the Runaways. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they tried to make that its own yeah. ecosystem as well before just being like, let's just put everything on Disney Plus and right. have it under the Marvel banner and... Freeform is like ABC Family, I think is what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah. That's anything that, I mean, listen, I understand the need and the place for a family-oriented station, but I also hate anything that's qualified as family. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lynn, did you know that Jonathan Hickman is leaving X-Men? He is? Yes. I'm kind of actually pissed now. Well, he's handed over a lot of it to other people. Yeah, and he he flat out said he had a two-year plan for them. I just thought that was his basis to be like, give me at least two years. Let me keep creating. But come this November uh, in the Inferno, Inferno, like whatever storyline that they're going to be doing, uh, it's going to be his last issue, number four. Which then makes me hope that this whole grand experiment isn't over, which I know it's not. He's, yeah, as you said, handed over the reins right. to a lot of these stories. But I, him being the arc, like, I hope I there's know. someone that can... Keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah. Don't have it go off how it has many times before. Right. Where we have those good waves of X-Men books. And then and it they goes see to so, shit. Yes. It's going to happen, Tony. I know. I'm sorry. It just makes me sad that it's going to happen. They're doing Inferno? S- That's the Madeline Pryor storyline, yeah? Yes. And I know I, they've released the cover for the last uh, issue of it, number four, and it has uh, Mystique with kind of like half her face like looking um, like Destiny, like how she has her mask on, because mm-hmm. that's a big contentious thing that's going on in here. I... And I know, I know Madeline already showed up in the Hellions books, too. There's just so much going on in the X-Books that I don't know which thing could be the unraveling of it all. Yeah, it's that there's too many X-Books, Tony. That's the unravel. That's always the unraveling of the X-Men. Well, th- no, they've done pretty well, though, of uh, recycling. They've had, like, six 
ongoings but they rotate what those are so like the way of x just ended and that was like a five issue miniseries they've had a couple other but the big ones that are going on excalibur x-men okay i'm gonna start naming them and yes there's more than so many (laughs) and and listen i'm fine with that but as long as they remain separate like I want to be able to pick a couple and not also have to read all the other ones. You don't have to, but you get it enhanced a lot more. Yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to feel compelled to buy more, which I know is not what they're going for. They're trying to sell books, but... Well, uh, Hickman is going to still be with Marvel, though. He's going over to the Marvel Unlimited, which is their digital uh, made-for phones and tablets... So these comics are made to be read on a screen like that. Uh, They have 27 uh, issues out so far. And some of these have then been found in the bookstores where I'm like, I thought I saw a review of this and only find out, oh, it's now physical, you know, copy that they then put out. But originally it was a digital first. And they're planning on having 100 more issues by the beginning of the spring i believe so they're just starting to crank out marvel unlimited to make it its own ecosystem thing which i think is cool but i also don't like that i have to subscribe to another thing to read some books yeah, that you can't get them through comiXology are going to be off everything that i heard it's marvel unlimited is what you need to subscribe to to get this oh I'm sure Comixology probably has them um, later on. Yeah. I would assume, because why wouldn't you? But right. Fuck that. This is Marvel's thing. Fuck it. I subscribe to Disney Plus. That should give me Marvel Unlimited for free. <laughs> I don't disagree. That was the one thing I loved about when DC was doing their own streaming uh-huh. service, is you got the streaming service, but you also fucking got comic books to read with it. And how long did that... It did Service because their, their their streaming shit sucked, except for Doom Patrol mm-hmm. and Harley Quinn. The rest of it sucked, and it, they didn't have enough content to maintain a True. streaming service. I Disney mean, has more than enough content. Um, well, having their, all their stuff on HBO Max, though, makes HBO Max a pretty good sell for them yes. that want to watch yep. the DC stuff. A uh, couple other things from Marvel. The... Eternal is coming out, and so is Spider-Man, and they're both seeming like they're going to be like huge anchors for whatever's going on now within the MCU, and where they take place and everything, obviously it's after the blip, but they both are taking place at the same time, so whatever's happening in the Eternals, Spider-Man's going to be off doing his fun with Doctor well, Strange. He's in, the, he's in the multiverse, Spider-Man is. What do you mean? Spider-Man's going to be in the multiverse. Yes, but that's going to be happening right. while whatever big thing happens within Eternals. So instead of like having to think, you know, is this going to take... Does Eternals takes place and then like a year later at Spider-Man or wherever? It's just... They're just kind of putting that out there now so that people don't have to be confused. Yeah, the, the people overall. who think about that stuff. Well, I mean, don't you want to think about no, it? No, I've never once thought about how the movies exist in relation to each other. So continuity doesn't matter if a bad I mean, I just assume later? they show them to me in the order I need to see them in, yeah? 
What about Captain Marvel? What about it? I mean, I mean all that the blockbusters clearly, around you were just being I mean, like, what are those? No, that clearly took place in the 80s, obviously. I mean, there's clues. But what if you, it took place in the 90s, so obviously you didn't Whatever, it's 90s, <laughs> 80s, 90s, whatever. It took place around the same time Mallrats was filmed. That's all I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, too. There's a lot of malls in that movie. Um, yeah, oh, no, yeah. I know there's tons of people who... Oh, the Stanley. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just not thinking of that, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I know there's tons of people who dissect those things. The timelines. The timelines don't matter anymore, though. Isn't that the whole point? Yep. No, I think time still matters. Does it? You can just go back and fix it as long as it's in the prime timeline. As long as it's a, a, an event that was supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Doctor Strange, because we didn't get to talk about two weeks ago, which was the best what if ever. The Doctor Strange one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the zombies one last week was also fun, but yeah, the Doctor it... Strange one was dark as fuck. Yeah, it And was. them talking about Nexus Points or what, whatever the old one. The ancient one? Ancient one, yeah. It's going to be the like, old, the, old one. The old one. Uh, yeah, they talked about yeah, the, the, the fact that there are points in time that cannot be changed without literally collapsing that universe, which You know happens. what that means, then, that they can't undo what the Avengers did in the movies because that's a thing that needs to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was also alluded to anyways in Loki and the fact that the reason why the, the time authority didn't go the tva didn't go after them for that illusion because that was intended to happen right right so that was the they did manipulate time and you know, change none of that matters because you know lynn's why would why would we talk about that <laughs> well the movie was released in the right order even though they did time travel inside of it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i understand time travel i just don't think i care about when the movies take place in conjunction to each gonna watch them in the order they're released and then yeah or unless they give me like sometimes they'll give you like the the better watching order like with the star wars movies they give you the order Mm -hmm. to watch them in that that makes it more enjoying them better so if i get one of those i'll I'll listen to that so definitely seven eight nine one two three four five six for star but i think it's i think there's one to skip in there i can't remember which one it is but it would be the christmas special (laughs) (laughs) no no no, you watch that at Halloween to get terrified. <laughs> yeah. Um. So something from the past is coming back, just like Sonic, and that is Teddy Ruxpin. Going to be a movie from the creators oh. of Sonic the Hedgehog. <sighs> they haven't even given us Sonic the Hedgehog two yet. They can't just bring back Teddy Ruxpin yet. Listen, too early. I did you ever even watch the Teddy Ruxpin cartoon or whatever? Yeah, that? I used to love oh. it. I no, still have a Teddy I was Ruxpin. Too young. I was. Uh, I have a Teddy Ruxpin. I have a Teddy too. Ruxpin that actually, kid you not, because you see it on YouTube, but it it is deformed. But I put some batteries in. I want to read you <laughs> a story, like, but like in a creepy yeah, voice. Yeah, like, like tape a, is me- not a Metallica tape or something inside of it instead. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> bet you it's worth a few dollars. I, I will say that I was, yeah, I was young enough to wear the clothes that the the bear had. I was young enough so that they fit. 
So. Oh, so they put the bear clothes on you as a yes. baby? Yes. That's fun. Children as toys. Yep. Who, wait, who did that? Your parents did? <laughs> yeah, my parents. There's, there's like pictures in like family albums or something. All, all parents do that. Me dressed up as Teddy Rexman yeah. back in the uh, early 90s. Pretty sure I put Connor in a Yoda cape from one of his dolls <laughs> when he was little. And then later the cat. Every child in the, you know, in the 80s was a... Uh, Chucky, e. or, or Chucky, yeah. my little my little buddy, right? Mm-hmm. Those creepy ass dolls. Who would you do now? I mean, I guess Yoda's a good one. Yeah. What are what dolls are coming out that we can put our children in? <laughs> Annabelle, that's the horror one, right? <laughs> I don't we know, Tony. Do what one. dolls are coming out that parents can put their children into? Why are you asking me? <laughs> so about toys that are coming out. <laughs> Uh, there is, uh, I don't know about dolls, but there is a crow uh, action figure with a lot of accessories. Looks badass. I sent it to Derek, uh, and he might buy I know I for sure want to buy this. Does it look like Brandon Lee? Yes. Oh. It looks phenomenal. Like, I'll show you. It comes with all these different uh, accessories. Oh, even different levels of makeup. Yes, and I don't know. It just looks badass, and it's only a hundred bucks. Nice. But I say that because I've already bought a couple other things this past oh, week, no. and so it's been we two we weeks. We didn't record last week, so that was. You're my... supposed to send me a list of your purchases for approval before you. <laughs> so pay for you just them. need to get yourself on a bank account, <laughs> and you have to approve of purchases before it goes through. So I talked about some replicas that came out uh, last spring. Uh, from the 1989 Batman movie, Michael Keaton one, and they had a Batarang and they had the grappling hook on there. Well, NECA Toys has come out with a cheaper, a little bit cheaper version, not much, but saves you like 20 bucks or so, uh, of both of those. So That's what I got you bought? The Batarang, yes, and then the, the launcher. Like if here. I don't see you wearing those every time I come over here, then you need to send them back. <laughs> right? Utilitarian purposes at this point. For well, your... they need to be displayed. Do you... Where do you display these items, Tony? On, on your my body. Man- on my mantle. On your body when you're out in public. I mean, I will, I will bring these out in public. and Not, don't, not to concerts. And I'll... Not to concerts. To cons? Not, not to cons either. They'll make you... Put a zip orange zip tie around it. <laughs> <laughs> really, around a Batman bat grappler? Anything that's weapon like, they they have to check, and then Mark is not. You a could weapon. grapple people inappropriately, Tony. You've seen again. I'll go back to mall rats. <laughs> you can see what a grappling hook can do. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, Nerf came out with a pretty sweet uh, replica of the Mandalorian's uh, rifle. Oh. That looks pretty sweet. Yeah. That's 129 bucks. I don't need a Nerf gun. Do you play Nerf guns with anybody? With my niece and nephews, yes. Alright. Are they? Would they be impressed by your Mandalorian Nerf No, and so Nerf therefore gun? I just need the right. one that will just shoot a bunch of <laughs> exactly. stuff. I don't get the minigun. Listen, if you're the adult playing Nerf guns with kids, you get the minigun. That way you can just spray the whole room or outside or whatever and get all of the children. Yep. That's the appropriate choice. Or the bazooka. That's they don't make it a, anymore. We had a bazooka. But the bazooka as a kid yeah. would... One, it would dislocate the shooter's shoulder. Oh my god, it's so heavy. And that because it was spring loaded, <laughs> fire. And then it would also knock the kid it hit unconscious. It's a way to do it. So the thing that I'm really regret not buying because again I thought this was a joke, 
but then I'm finding out that it was a steal. So FAO Schwartz, which is a big toy company yep. that they still have presence in, at least, uh, what's it, uh, Times Square. Yep. They have a giant uh, building there still with them, uh, is selling Lunchabilds. Lunchabilds? Lunch yes. So they are partnering with Lunchables, uh, which has been out for 30 years. And so it's kind of a, it's well, it's really Lunchables doing this promotion where there's kits that you could buy on FAOSchwartz.com for 100 bucks, And it looks like they come with the food to create some iconic like things. And so it really picked my interest to be like, what the hell is this? And getting in further, you not only get the, the the kits and everything to do this, but they all actually have something even deeper. Like the architecture one uh, gives a uh, $1,000 trip to kids and families to visit like a famous architecture, like the Empire State Building. Like they could or, win you, it if they buy it? Like No, what? like you buy these kits and those there's a voucher in there to do one of these things. It's sold out. I already found out I lost my like chance. Like in a Willy Wonka sort of way where only one of them has it? Or everyone. Or every single one. From <laughs> what I was told, every single one, but it was limited, quick buy one, limited yeah. one to a household. There oh, was perfect. A, so as a scalper, I could get this, buy it for $100 and sell it for like at least $900 because there's a $1,000. But you can't it. now because it's sold Dang. out. And that's where I'm kind of like, man... This is why I buy stuff right away. <laughs> I'm really confused about what this toy is. It's, it's literally just a toy version of Lunchables, right? Yes. Of like ham and cheese and pepperoni pizza and okay, but it also has the opportunity to do like fun trips to Yeah, it comes like with the a toy factory? Yeah, with a voucher and parents can fill out and you get to do a trip to one of these places. Like a like a fully paid trip, like flight and hotel. Well, it's not or? the, it's the experience is paid for. So oh. going up to one of these places or the tour and everything is the part. You're still gonna have to fly in. So it's like a brewery it. tour. I have to show up, but they'll walk me through the brewery. Yeah. Okay. But one space camp. Uh, I forget what the other one so was. So they're but... not even related necessarily to Lunchables or the toys. It's just like cool well, no, experiences like, for look at, like, the, ex- the children. The architecture one, like build the. Is that f- actual food? Yes. So they're uh... kits to use actual Lunchables to build something. Yes. That's lunch. I was thinking of like literally a piece of wood that looks like a cracker. Right. Yeah. Like the little fake food you get in the kids' kitchen sets. Yes, yep. Yeah, that's what but I was But you're saying of. this is a box. Of meat and cheese. Of meat and cheese. From what I gathered, again, <laughs> it sold out, so I couldn't really tell what all came in. Or does it give you a coupon to go buy 10 Lunchables? <laughs> yeah. So you can build it yourself. Well, Lunchables are 30 years old. So those came out when you were... Eight, seven, eight. Probably sounds perfect, about right. Perfect time. It's when I started eating them and haven't stopped since. <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest. I opened. They have like mini lunchables now. They're literally just like cracker cheese. They're like this. I mean, it, it looks like a snack size. Mm-hmm. It's like four pieces of cheese, pepperoni, and like four crackers. And market them towards adults for. Well, no, the they're for kids. But my uh, nieces and nephew were over a couple weeks ago. 
and they had apparently picked some up for a snack, and they were in my fridge, and I opened it up, and I was like, no, never mind. I was yeah. like, I don't need to be eating the, like, epitome of processed meats and right? cheese, so. Yeah. They do make adult versions of these do, things yes. now. You can get the fancy. It's still not enough food. Yeah, they call them, no. what, caricatures or? Charcuterie? Charcuterie. Yes. What? Caricatures? The p- things that people draw people? You know what sounds more fun than these Lunchables are those old McDonald's toys that were the food transformers. I would rather play with those. And I know you have probably all of them. I do. I would rather, when you started talking about it, I thought that's the direction you were going in. And I was like, oh, that would be fun. Nope, not that at all. So what you're saying is that other than the trip, I can get 90% of this purchase. So I don't have the lunchbox. But I can just go pick up some ham and cheese from the store, look up some of the pictures of the things they build, and just build them at home. Yeah, you might okay. need some, like, pretzel sticks. Yeah, yeah, I can get those. Or something, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Fifteen bucks of supplies, and we're good to go for days. I mean, I do that already when I... Do you <laughs> play yeah. with Stop your playing with your food, Tony. <laughs> That's why he's not allowed in most restaurants. That's probably true. Uh, all right, booze in a book this week is blue and gold number two uh, i didn't review number one when it came out and i wish i would have i wish you would have too because i saw that number two came out and i was like oh i can't start this now yeah you can and I pick didn't... up number one it's it's booster gold and i know Blue Beetle, i love which booster is gold. the best duo in all of comics I history i agree i definitely agree with that i just i have a hard time i have so many books so I need to be sure is, that well, it's worth a, this it. This is eight uh, issue uh, miniseries. Oh, okay. So then that also kind of be like you can read it and yeah. know that it'll have an ending. They have That's it already good. set. So uh, obviously in this one they are uh, are uh, boosters, you know, trying to become the famous people, and they're talking about making an incident and everything. And all in all, it was just great dialogue. Uh, if you don't know who they are, it's really simple. Pick up the first issue though to really. If you haven't ever heard who Blue Beetle or Booster Gold is, but I thought the perfect shot for this, and it was just great because I was watching some football with my friend, and we've done these shots before. Uh, it's a blue and gold shot, but it's really or anything that's blue and yellowish, so a blue and maize shot for U of M, uh, go blue is uh, it's a half filled tequila shot of blue Curacao. And then layer it with the top half of uh, some sort of uh, gold tequila. I've done it where there's special shot glasses where you just drop or drop the shot into the blue carousel or vice versa. You don't pronounce it carousel here, Tony. I'm trying to be an adult. (laughs) And you don't know how much it was hard to not... We have a precedent around these parts for how to pronounce that word. (laughs) I can't wait till I take my trip to (laughs) carousel. So anyways, uh, perfect shot to go with a perfect book. It was hilarious, and Lindy should really read it, and so should all of you listeners out there. Good to know. Um, with that... Um, go watch the Hawkeye trailer if you haven't. We didn't really cover that in this, but... And we don't really need to talk about it. Just go watch it. We didn't really even go over a lot of the what-if that I wanted to. I we mean... went in a whole tangent of time and stuff. Yeah. It's it's fine. People can go. They know we like it. They can go watch it. It's so good. And I really do think that it is going to pull them all together somehow. 
don't I, know I think I think they're gonna stick with keeping it separate. I do. We'll see if I'm wrong, but I don't. I think it would be foolish of them. I think it'd be cool, but it would be foolish of them to try to incorporate the what ifs as like an element of do the you MCU. Think they're gonna pull them together in some sort of weird secret warsy sort of way. Wasn't that the last? Was it Secret Wars? The last yeah. Secret Wars where they they literally had a planet that had different worlds yep, on it yeah yep and then eventually it got smushed into one of one thing but and i just want to remind everyone out there of if you're ever going through bad times steve is back for you oh oh yes blues clues steve he's, he's got your back and he didn't forget about you you guys, listen, you. my kid grew up on Blue's Clues, so I sent it to him, and he was like, what is this bullshit? And <laughs> if you've ever met Connor Bender, you would know he's the literally just one of the most, like, even-keeled, non-reactionary, uh-huh. like, chill people, and you just can't get a reaction out of him unless apparently he thinks Aquafina's hot, and then you get to hear about it for a fucking hour. But... <laughs> He, I sent it to him, and he was like, oh, okay. And then he watched, and he was like, aw, Steve's proud of me. I was like, he is, and so am I. And the memes are hilarious of peop- pictures of people, like, sitting in their underwear, drink- eating, like, cornflakes <laughs> out of the box. And he's like, you know, look where you are now. And they're like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> but you know what? Even if that's you, and you're listening to this podcast, eating cornflakes out of the box, Steve is proud of you, and we're proud of you. 